You are listening to the 3ND Podcast. I am your host, Justin Lewis. You can find the podcast on Twitter at 3NDPod. Uh, you can find Grizzly Bear Blues on Twitter at SBN Grizzlies and online at grizzlybearblues.com. Uh, as always, we're a part of the uh, network of podcasts at Grizzly Bear Blues. Make sure you check out GPB Live, the Core 4 podcast, and the Starting 5 podcast. Um, we're coming to you following the fourth straight loss uh, for the Grizzlies to the Toronto Raptors. Um, got a fun show for you tonight. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Benjamin P. Hogan. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay. Yourself? I'm good. Ben, they started Desmond Bain. I know they did, and they started off really well, too. And uh, I guess our 3-1 and prediction didn't really work out for this week. No. <laughs> good thing we didn't <laughs> tell people to bet the money line. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, ben, I'm going to introduce our guest. Um, we've got a somebody that I consider, a, uh, I guess, a Twitter friend. Um, he's been on the show before. Um, I actually reached out to him uh, because his tagline says he's a believer. So there's, there's something that is important to me. Um, he's the host of the Noble and Roost show and the Four Seasons podcast from Bala's Life and Dash Radio. Zach Noble. Zach, how are you, sir? Doing awesome. Happy to be here, guys, and uh, hoping we actually get some good finishes here. We had some pretty bad blowouts, including your team, and uh, yeah, happy to be here and talk hoops. Yeah, so... Either be here or staying up late and watching them. <laughs> right. Um, for you, those of you that don't follow Zach on Twitter, uh, he is one of my uh, favorite NBA followers uh, or follows to have um, on my timeline because this dude... Um, somehow gets these people to send in the most wild trade ideas. Um, and he takes the time to grade most all of them, if not all of them. Um, he, ta- he takes polls um, about who's going to have the better future as a player going forward, the better career. Um, he's a lot of fun to interact with. So the focus of tonight's podcast is going to be giving some trades to Zach uh, pertaining to the Grizzlies and their future and this season and letting him kind of grade them out and see where they are. Um, and then he's got some ideas as well. Uh, ben here wants everybody to know that he is a buzzkill and did not come up with any trades because he doesn't think we need to trade. My Android wasn't working, so the trade machine on my Android was <laughs> messed up. So I couldn't get it to go. Oh. No, I just – I mean, I think – I guess maybe Gorgie, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that they have to make a trade right now. No, because they're not going to be contending and, you know, they could help out another team, but I don't necessarily think that they're one move away. No, they're, they're definitely not one move away. Um, and I think the only moves that you make are more of the uh, asset, asset uh, attaining that we've been doing uh, that Clyman has been so good at. Um, so you're saying Gorgie is, is the main guy. You know, last week we talked about Valanciunas may be expendable, but after what he did tonight with another 2020 game, I'm not so sure that he is anymore. Um, he's come mm-hmm. back with a vengeance um, after his break from COVID. Um, you know who I want to trade, um, but I'm going to save that for <laughs> for later in the show. Um, Zach, are you ready for me to throw the first trade out out at you? Let's do it. Yeah, Gorgie, I mean, when he first got to Memphis, I was – Pretty happy and proud of the guy for rebounding after leaving my squad in Minnesota and liked the fit there. I mean, he 
puts up quality numbers. I mean, he looks good on paper, but out on the court, I just don't feel like they're utilizing him properly yet. And um, I don't know. He's never been a guy that just is able to fit randomly. You know, he's got to be a guy that knows his role, and it's the same role night in and night out in order to get the most out of Gorgie. Uh, just not a guy you can put anywhere on the fly. So I don't. that's the reason why I don't necessarily like him. And Memphis but I mean he can definitely give you a spark from time to time if you give him some consistency yeah for sure when when Cat went down last year and Gorgie was still there he was phenomenal um, right. in that stretch and I think there's been talk of people like the idea of Valanciunas coming off the bench and Gorgie being the starter here because he spreads the floor a little bit better and that's better for Morant I just don't see any scenario where they put Valanciunas on the bench right so the first trade um, that was submitted to us was involves um, Gorgie, and it's Gorgie Jang, Dylan Brooks, the 2021 first-round pick, and the 23 first-round pick for Zach Levine. Sweet Jesus, you're coming out hot. I mean, <laughs> Zach Levine's my guy. Uh, and him and Jao would be a dream just to watch night in and night out. Uh, that backcourt would be a – just lightning in a bottle. It'd be unbelievable. Um, just top of the line league pass um, for sure. But does it work? I mean, yeah, it makes the team better. I mean, you're not giving up a ton for him. I think Zach Levine is worth just that package. I mean, two picks. Uh, the Grizzlies are always going to be rock solid as long as they got John. A um, couple of these young guys. Uh Jaron Jackson's been in and out of the lineup. So, uh, you, I don't really know who's going to be playing for the Grizzlies on a nightly basis recently. Uh, but with that said, I would do that if, I mean, if they can do it, absolutely. That'd be, I'd say it's an A- minus for the Grizzlies, uh, maybe even an A, because that's about as good of a talent the Memphis Grizzlies can get in general. And I'm all about small market teams getting the best talent they can get. And Zach's on a great contract yet. Um, the Bulls, on the other hand, I don't mind it for them. I mean, it's definitely a trade that I could see happen. So um, we'll move on to the next one submitted from the same person. Uh, this one is the one that I was telling you, Zach, a little earlier that was not very good. Um, in my opinion, you may have a different opinion. And it was Dylan Brooks and Brandon Clark for Oladipo. Ooh, I don't like that at all. Um, honestly, I'm a huge brand Clark guy. Uh, Victor is just a guy that, I mean, he's got his mindset on the limelight. I mean, the, the star, the star scenario, you know, um, big city, big dreams, that sort of thing. Um, and I think any, it is what it is. I mean, I'm in Minnesota's in the same situation as Memphis and you got to treat it accordingly in my estimation. Um, and that's, only certain players are going to want to be there. You know, it, those are two places that you got to embrace the guys like Brandon Clark and you got to take them for all they're worth. I mean, he's as valuable as a role player gets in my estimation. And he's just a guy you're always going to need in every situation. Um, yeah, Victor would be the perfect running mate with Ja if he keeps trending the right way. I'm still not sold that Victor's going to be 100% here. Uh, and if he had a couple more years left, yeah, that'd be a pretty solid value for him. Um, I'd definitely make that a passable trade and probably give it a 
B plus or so, but in this case, I'd probably give it like a C minus. Um, I just don't think there's any way of convincing Victor to stay in Memphis. Yeah, I think if if Houston gets a phone call from Memphis with that deal, they take it and hang up the phone and give them no chance to <laughs> to go back on it. Um, right. That's that's great value for Oladipo on a one year contract, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, give me a lineup of Christian Wood, Brandon Clark, Jay Sean Tate. I mean, that's a defensive core right there. And then hopefully they can find some offense at the two to go with John Wall. They'd be building something. Right. So the theme has been the same player has been involved in both of these trades. There's another player that he's involved in this third trade as well. <laughs> ben already knows what's up. This one comes from Parker Fleming, our um, – host of the core four podcast and our associate editor over at grizzly bear blues he says gorgie jane dylan brooks three second round picks for dinwiddie and joe harris jane brooks three seconds for dinwiddie and harris i mean that'd be highway robbery (laughs) that's not that's not fair at all from brooklyn's standpoint uh yes if they think they absolutely need Dylan Brooks over Joe Harris right now, which I don't know on what greener. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe Harris is worth way more than Dylan Brooks. And uh, I, th- I think it's going to be that way for the foreseeable future. Dinwiddie, I mean, I'd rather have him than Dylan Brooks. Uh, Dinwiddie's a very good player. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just one of those pieces is worth the other end of the deal and still doesn't get it done in my estimation. So that's, yeah, that's not even a starting point for me. Yeah, I mean, if, his, ba- if Bain was involved, then we could talk a little bit. Well, we're not talking about Bain, so you leave his name out of this. You <laughs> his name out your mouth. <laughs> his logic was that Brooklyn would really value uh, Gorey's ability to spread the floor over DeAndre Jordan's and probably give you a little bit better defense than DeAndre does as well. I will agree to that. Um, it's just with that team – Gorgie needs to move a little better than he does, I mean, to fit with those guys. I mean, I don't think he's fast enough uh, to play with those guys when they need him to get out and run, um, nor is he that good of a lob threat. And uh, that contract's too hefty um, for a team like that uh, at that position. And for what he would bring, yeah, Joe Harris and Dinwiddie are way more valuable for them. <clears throat> All right. Parker hits us with a three-team trade. You ready? Yep, yep. All right. Locked it, locked in. Grizzlies receive Duncan Robinson. The Heat receive Bradley Bill. The Wizards receive Myers Leonard, Kelly Olenek, Tyler Hero, Precious Achua, a 2022 from Memphis, a 2027 from the Heat, a 2025 from the Heat, and Grayson Allen also goes to the Wizards. Or no, to the Heat. So the Heat get Bill and Allen, and then the Wizards get the rest of those players. And the Grizzlies get nothing, Robinson. Yeah, all they get. They, so the Grizzlies give up um, Grayson and a lottery protected 2022 first rounder and get Duncan Robinson. How many picks are the Wizards getting? Three or four? Three first rounders. And they're like the freaking Miami Heat picks. Yep. In 25 <laughs> and 27. 
25 and 27 from from Miami. Oh, so yeah, Miami, B- Miami. Butler and Bill will be on the back end of their. Yeah, they will be. They will be. Um, and the centerpiece in that for player wise would be uh, precious. Um, and depending on how highly you value hero. Oh, you said heroes going on. I missed that part. Yeah. Heroes going to the wizards too. Okay. Okay. Well then that's a, yeah, then that's fine. That's, that's an acceptable trade. That trade could happen. Um, I just don't think they need to give up precious Duncan and hero in that deal. I think they keep one of Duncan or precious. Um, but I could see them still doing that and accepting that. I'd probably be on closer to like a B, B plus for the Heat. Uh, the Grizzlies, I mean, that's a that's an A plus for the Grizzlies to get Duncan Robinson. Um, that would be a dream for sure for what they'd be giving up. And then Washington, I mean, if you can get Tyler Hero, Precious, and those picks, yeah, I'd do that right now if I'm Washington for sure. Um, it's just precious. I, I think he needs a great coach. I think he needs a great system. I don't see him reaching his full potential in Washington, especially next to Rui and Thomas Bryant. And then Denny, I don't like that fit of those three. They got a lot of weird pieces there then, but Tyler Hero, I mean, I still believe like he's going to get somewhere, even though he hasn't taking the leap many thought he would this year so that's I mean that's the big question how much Washington believes in him but that is yeah way more than enough for Bradley Beal for sure and, and I think that the Heat and um, the the Wizards could probably get it done without Memphis but Parker really wants Duncan Robinson so <laughs> we get yeah. involved I mean who, do, who doesn't want Duncan surprised he wasn't trying to get Tyler Hero find a way to get that too Oh, yeah. Parker has a brand. (laughs) He's a guy that every single team in America needs all the time. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's as hot of a commodity as they get for sure. I would love Bradley Beal in Memphis, to be honest. I mean, I've been saying it for a while. I mean, I'd love him next to John Morant or in Atlanta next to Trey. It's just would Bradley Beal be okay with that? It's kind of like a Victor Oladipo situation. But I just wish they, I mean, would, there was an inkling. I mean, I wish I had a feeling that they'd be cool with it. So I, I mean, I'm 80% sure that neither, neither spot would be ideal for either of those guys. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I saw on Trade NBA popular trades this week, um, and one of them was um, Bradley Bill going to Memphis. And I, th- I can't remember who it was. They have the pieces. They, I mean, they do. Let's see if I can find it real quick. <clears throat> I think – I want to say Winslow might have been involved in this deal that was so in there. I worked it up. I'd say basically two, three firsts, or two firsts and a second, Bain, Tillman, Brooks, and Winslow. Bain, Tillman, Brooks, and Winslow. And you're not giving up Brandon Clark in that deal. That's no, tempting. I'm keeping Clark. Because every deal that we've ever talked about over at GBB right. in, involves Brandon Clark. Yeah. 
because it just seems like he's the the piece that would be able to get him. That's I mean I, mean, I think that's what a lot of people think. If you can keep one of Tillman and Urbane and then give up Clark, that's fine too. And then try to ask for Troy Brown Jr. back because Troy Brown Ooh, Jr. Yeah. needs a he needs a change of scenery, and uh-huh. I think Troy Brown Jr. still could have a higher ceiling than uh, like a Dylan Brooks or maybe even a Bain, but. Uh, he needs to be relocated soon. I think Bradley Beal kind of decided not to um, let Troy Brown Jr. flourish this year. Yeah, I would uh, love to see a back of Russell Westbrook and Dylan Brooks. I will say that. <laughs> that would be <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I absolutely love Troy Brown, and if the if if we're just a third team in a deal to help facilitate Bradley Bill somewhere else and we land Troy Brown, I'm totally fine with that. I have always liked him um, and wish we could get our hands on him. He can defend too. Yeah. Um, so our site manager, Joe Molinax, um, sent one out this morning. Dylan Brooks to the Knicks – there we go. That's where he, that's a good spot for him. He, he believes that Dylan Brooks is a secret Tibbs disciple. Oh, um, and it would be for a second round pick and old Frankie. Frankie smokes. Yeah. I'm not doing that if I'm Memphis. I, I like Dylan Brooks a little more than that. Um, they definitely could use Frank down there. I mean, his, his defense, but I just, I think Tyus Jones is going to bring way more to a team than Frankie Smokes. I mean, that's – you guys do not like Dylan Brooks, do you? <laughs> He's caught on that. Sweet Jesus. That's uh, – yeah, you know, Frank is not re- going anywhere in Memphis. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, he'd be reaching into Jones, Baines. Yeah, all those minutes. Grayson Allen, even nah, not a not a spot for Frank. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I didn't I mean, particularly like it. I think he just thought it was a better fit for Dylan to play for Tibbs because he can get all the minutes and play some defense and Jackson shots up in New York. Yeah, um, I don't know. I could see New York doing something crazy with like Mitchell Robinson giving up on him early and him going out and. You guys sent him back, Valanciunas. Uh, but I'm trying to think where their rest of their cap would come from. I mean, they, they'd probably just throw in some randoms for cap filler there. Shoot, if, if they want to give up on Mitchell Robinson, uh, come on then. Yeah, I mean, he's the only player that I think Memphis would even want um, or that would be a great, great fit there and help with the future. Give, so, me, give me Mitch and Jaron Jackson in the front court. That'd be sick. Oh, yeah. Good luck scoring. You're right. So here's the, the trade that was on Trade NBA for Bill. It was Bradley Bill for Justice Winslow, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, Grayson Allen, and four first-round picks. Yeah, there's no Brandon Clark in that. I mean, I think you can get by with even three. I mean, that's – if Washington said no to – that package and four first. I mean, they're on crack. I mean, that's that's James Harden package right there. 
Ben, I don't think you responded to that uh, tweet or that uh, that feed. Well, would you do that? Would you send Winslow, Brooks, Bain, Grayson, and four first for Bradley Bill, not knowing whether he would sign long term? It's Winslow. What were those again? Winslow, Brooks, Bain, Grayson. Bro- yeah, I, I take that risk. I would. Um, I know that's a lot of draft picks given up as well, but I mean. I think you've got to do it with that, and plus you get to keep the the majority of the young core. I know you can say that Bain is probably a guy that's they feel like is going to be with them for the future, but you know I think you got to do that if you can. Yeah, I mean Bradley's only twenty eight years old, um, so he's not you know on his way out of the league by any means. Um, no, I, I think I'd do the deal if we can convince him to sign an extension. Um, if not, I'm going to have to take a pick out and a wing out. You don't get four of my wing players and four of my first-round picks if you're only going to be here for a year and a half. Right. Now, if you want to stay, I'll give you everything you asked for except Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant um, because you, with that with that trio, you're going to be solid um, and a problem for years to come. Um, so – Another one that I came up with, which has kind of been popular, I think I've seen um, other people throw it out there too, is sending either Valanchunas or Gorgie to Charlotte for Cody Zeller and Miles Bridges. That's tough. I mean, I definitely would do that if I'm Charlotte. Uh, Valanchunas would be great there. They need him. Uh, I don't, yeah, because I don't. I don't think Bridge is going to reach his full potential there anymore. I think bringing in Gordon Hayward and even Lamelo this year are taken away from him pretty big. Um, I mean, Memphis side of things. I like Bridges. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's more minutes to Tillman, that's for sure. I mean, definitely, don't you think? It'd be... Yeah, that's why they make Cody the trade. Cody Zeller, you cut back on that. Tillman get promoted a little bit. I like Bridges on defense. I think he's a better defender, and I think he has more upside than Dylan Brooks yet. Man, him and Ja jumping. That's bouncy. Well, you got to think about, too, like the culture that Memphis is building. They're, they've brought in – Jaws buddy, Shaq Buchanan onto the hustle. They play together at Murray State. They've got the three yep. Dukies that, that won a championship together in, in Winslow, Grayson, and Tyus. And then they brought in Tillman, who's best friends with Jaron Jackson Jr., but Jaron also played with Miles Bridges at Michigan State. So, like, they're trying to yeah. keep their two, their two guys happy, John and Jaron, by bringing in their buddies. And then do you look at Brandon Clark? They got, they got Tilly in. So – Shit, how can I have I not thought of this? That's great. <laughs> Thank you for enlightening me. Wow. <laughs> I knew I knew the Duke connection. That was obvious, but I wasn't thinking about any other connection there. Obviously, the Jaws buddy in the G League wasn't thinking about that. But well, Jaron um, was the best man in Tillman's wedding. Okay, okay, that's sick. Uh, yeah, there you got happiness blossoming there. There's there's right. a lot of good vibes. So. Bring in Miles Bridges. Why not? Let's <laughs> let's pour him in. Every Michigan State Duke player ever. Harry right. Irving, you ready? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. I wouldn't want him either by you guys. Uh, but yeah, I think Miles Bridges. 
I think his percentages would go up with Ja, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, why not? Zeller's on an expiring. Gorgie's on an expiring. I, I don't know how much of the future Valanciunas is. I think he's just an asset that will be moved at some point. They love Tillman. Um, it just it depends. On, they take Gorgie. You, I think you do it in a heartbeat. Um, but I think it's going to cost more to get Miles Bridges than just Gorgie. Um, so you may have to send out a pick unless they just given yeah, up on one, it. One pick, yeah. If, yeah, if Jonas is expiring. Yep, no, I'm with you. No, that that's fair. I mean, definitely cuts back and saves some money going forward too, and you get more flexibility. So yeah, I, I do like that. It's just nothing mind blowing or anything. I'd probably give that about a B minus B, but definitely reasonable and something I could see happening, and especially with what they're doing. Ben, did you get a chance to check out Harlick's trade with the Kings? Uh, no. So I'm taking a stab at what I think it is because he's on Patreon and I'm just going to be honest, I don't pay for anybody's Patreon. Um, I don't have any. <laughs> yeah. So I think the premise of his deal was taking on Harrison Barnes' contract to bring Marvin Bagley over to Memphis. So, Zach, what do you think about that? <laughs> uh, I personally believe – Jaron and Marvin, both of them can play the four and the five. Like, and I think Jaron fits with just about anybody. I truly believe that. Um, if Sacramento is already to give up on him, yeah, you do that all day, every day, and let Memphis's development staff take over there um, and just be happy as shit. But uh, what would Sacramento do that for? I mean, who are they getting back? Say that again. I, I don't. I didn't get to read it, oh, so okay. I, I think it oh, would. Okay. I think it would involve Dylan Brooks and Valanciunas for sure. I could see him wanting Jonas, but if it's expiring, no. no he no Jonas isn't expiring. Gorgie's oh. expiring. Valanciunas is not. Got it. So yeah, no. If you rewind a little bit, Charlotte would for sure want to do that because they're kind of in win now mode, and Jonas definitely makes them better right now, but. Um, Sacramento, yes. I mean, they were very interested in Al Horford. You would think they'd be just as interested in Jonas for a lesser contract, more reasonable, and a younger dude. It's just Marvin Bagley. I mean, Harrison Barnes, yeah. Um, and I, I'd like him in Memphis, too. I think Harrison Barnes would be a good fit. Um, just a veteran dude that would help contribute to winning a little more that guy they'd need. Uh, I don't think they're getting Marvin Bagley back in that. Unless you're willing to give up like Bain or first or a sec, two first or something, or a really good first. That just has unlimited protections that just keeps on going until it's good enough. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to get somebody to send me the, the actual details of it, and I'll tweet it out to you, and you can uh, grade it on Twitter. Because I don't know if you've been watching Marvin. He's showing some good glimpses right now. He's on his way up, I think. I'm still believing in Marvin Bagley quite a bit. Yeah, I never bought the Marvin stock. Um, so <laughs> That's fair. All right, we got about seven or so minutes left. So, Zach, you got some trades that you think that would work for the Grizz? 
Thank guys. Those were much better than I was expecting. <laughs> I, I mean, not nothing against you guys, but I just, uh, I know you get some crazy ones and I've sent you a couple before too. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. You fired away on stuff. So, uh, just if bottom of the barrel for like guys that are pretty easy to obtain for Memphis that I think would be worth taking a crack at. Um, Landry Shamit would be one. Josh Kogi from Minnesota, Jared Culver, guys like that. I still think they have a lot more to go if they're in the right situation. I think Memphis has a great developmental team and those guys fit right in with what they're trying to do in Memphis. I personally like those three guys. Um, going up a little step from there, you got guys like Lori Markinen. Um, you got Thad Young. I think those guys would help them win right now with the current team that's currently constructed. Um, and then going up to a bigger level uh, on that tier, I guess one more, I'd say Mo Bamba would be a low risk move. Um, and if, you, if you're willing to get rid of, like, Jonas or Gorgie trying to offload one of those deals, and then you bring back one of their other contracts. But AG would be a decent target. I think AG and Jaron Jackson would be pretty cool. Um, AG can play the four next to him. And if you guys, like, are okay with Jaron at the five, and it's interesting. It's just Brandon Clark then is – turns into a six man. I mean, that's, that's the issue. I mean, uh, unless you want to put Brand Clark in that trade for AG, um, which no, no? no, no okay. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but then um, the top of the line that I have uh, stuff that intrigues me the most that I think are pretty realistic targets. If you want to make a big package and that would be, uh, John Collins or Chris Stapps Porzingis? I love John Collins. Same. I'm a huge Collins guy. Like, yes. I think he's the ultimate running mate next to next to John Jaron Jackson. I mean, that that threesome would be unbelievable, I think. So on, on 2K, I always go – I don't do the my player or anything like that. I go to, to my um, my league or whatever yep. and I play a franchise mode, and I just go in there and start slinging deals. <laughs> First thing I always do is trade Dylan Brooks, and it's usually in some package to get Malik Beasley. And then <laughs> um, I go find some way to get John Collins, and it's usually traded in Valanciunas and somebody else, and, and I snag Collins, and he's just – I love him as a player. I know he wants a different situation. Um, he doesn't like playing with Trey Young. I don't think I would like playing with Trey Young. Um, yeah, him, Ja, and Jaron together uh, would be a lot, a lot of fun. So I've always been, even draft time, I've always been higher on John Collins than Jaron. Uh, people still get after me for that. It's going to be interesting to see this thing play out. But um, I think their their chances are – pretty equal right now to reach a pretty high ceiling. Um, it's just, there's a pretty big cluster going on in Atlanta versus Jaron's going to be able to do whatever he wants right now in Memphis. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I could, I could be way off on that as well. Being Jaron's way better on the defensive end. Right. So his value could be much higher. Are there any of the other guys I mentioned of interest to you guys? Ben? I mean, of course, you mentioned Thaddeus Young, and that's a guy that 
Grizzlies fan base has been one for like a decade. I mean, he's from Memphis, so yeah. that makes sense. But right. still, it's like one of those type of guys that like you mentioned Thaddeus Young in a trade and everybody goes crazy. Like, let's bring him in. <laughs> Uh, I think he would be – I mean, honestly, I do think he'd be good. You know, they do need a veteran guy on the team. I mean, they got – what, they got Kyle, Kyle Anderson, and that's pretty much him and Jonas. But, you know, that's – they need some more of that on right. their team. It's from the young guys. Um, I mean, right now I think that would – like I said, I don't think that they need much trading. I think more of the trading will be done in the off season. That's when I think they unload Jonas. Uh, just because it's not an expiring contract, they don't need to get rid of it. And I think Gorgie may be the one piece that they do end up trading the trade deadline before the trade deadline. But I don't, I don't really know. Honestly, y'all are more in tap with it than I am. It's fair. Um, that's the great thing about what you guys got going on. You got a lot of players. I mean, your main players, that is, uh, Josh, Aaron, and Brand Clark, fit with many, many players and different variances of them so that I mean that's about as ideal of a situation as you can have uh I think very few of the guys I mentioned don't fit with what you got going on um if you really want a veteran that um Kevin Love would be even on the market something like that I mean I don't know I just think I personally think Memphis wants to get into the playoffs and they, they're going to need a boost somewhere. I think they're a great trade target. They got a lot of pieces. I don't like having Dylan Brooks and Bain. I mean, I'd, I'd like to decide between one of those guys. Um, you know, I agree. I agree. I'm with <laughs> you. Um, I definitely think you got to capitalize on – the team you got while you have it, you know, and just kind of keep building, keep improving. I'm not sold, honestly, on anybody else's long-term starters other than those three guys. I think Bain is. I, I believe he can be. I, I think he will be. But I'm just – I still got to see more yet. I mean, Tillman, got to see more yet. Like, I'd even be willing, like, if Chicago was looking to – move on from Wendell Thad or Wendell Carter Jr. even. I mean, I meant to say, I think I said Wendell twice, but Laurie. Uh, yeah, there's Chicago um, and Orlando were two teams I saw as pretty good trade partners with Memphis. Even Atlanta, it's just got abundance of pieces. So it's interesting. And you, you guys brought up a lot of great trades. So when you got assets, when you got a good development team that you guys do, there's always a lot of interesting options and a lot that can be done at any time. And it's just buying lower. I mean, selling high on your guys. And it's like guys that you can buy low on. I mean, the guy like the Timberwolves players I mentioned, Malik Monk even, um, those type of that um, Memphis could go after and buy low, I mean, buy low on. And uh, just got a lot of assets and moving pieces. So why not try to capitalize on a team and make the main core as happy as possible going forward here? Yeah, for sure. Um, Zach, I know it was a, a late recording for you, so we definitely appreciate you, uh, you coming on and giving us your insight. My final question for you is, does Dylan Brooks have any trade value? 
Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a tough one to end on, my man. Uh, yes, he does. Absolutely. Uh, but it's got to be to a team that has a good development team. I mean, it's got to be to a team that has the minutes for him. I mean, it's not a huge market out there. New York, I don't even know if that's the team. I mean, you got quickly Rose now, <laughs> RJ. I mean, if he showed more signs on the defensive end, yeah, I just and see, and that's crazy. I've heard, like, I've heard a lot of like on the national end, not really love his defense, but for some reason they praise it um, within the Memphis coaching staff is how great of a defender he is. And some people believe he's our best wing defender, which he's not. We've got DeAnthony Melton. We've got Kyle right. Anderson. Grayson Allen is just as a serviceable defender as he is. Um, and Ben, I don't know if you saw me post his stat earlier. He has shot over 50%, 50% or better, six times since his contract extension a year ago. He is, hmm. he is dead last in the NBA and true shooting percentage for players that take 15 shots or more a game. Like, he doesn't give enough to the team. So, I, I, like, I think it's got to be some team that's not trying to compete for a, a title right now that has the minutes to give him, like you said. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm just ready for him to be gone. And I was higher on him than most last year. I, I, I definitely was the last few years. And uh, this year he definitely tanked his stock quite a bit. Uh, but I still think, I mean, it's he's only in his fourth year. There's still plenty of positive value to be had. Uh, it's just where, you know, and it's, well, well, what are you willing to, I think they're willing to get rid of him pretty cheap, it sounds like. Uh, they wouldn't give him up for Kelly Oubre. You shit me. Last year, you don't remember, or was it two years ago, Ben? Two years ago? I think it was two years ago. So Phoenix, Phoenix calls Memphis when they had Marshawn Brooks and said, "We want um, Brooks for." Oh, okay, Ubre. okay, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, like Ben. That's funny, Ben. <laughs> tell me you're ready to sell your stock in Dylan Brooks. Ah, uh, because even tonight man. he's he scored 22 points tonight with still shot eight for 20. Ah. Uh. I don't want to give up on him right now, but uh... <laughs> come to the dark side, Ben. <laughs> Why not just make him into like a permanent six man for a little bit? I mean, I've been or begging for that. Or I mean, I'm gonna... all for that too. Or do you bench. think it'll hurt his feelings too much? I think that's, that's what, what everybody's worried about. He's going to check out. Yeah, I could see him being one of those dudes. It hurts his ego too much. Everybody's so goddamn insensitive. <laughs> Ever since 9-11. <laughs> he'll have to go from thinking he's Kobe to thinking he's Lou Williams, and he just doesn't like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, Zach, for real, um, I definitely appreciate you you having on. It, it was too long in between appearances. Um, I know it's late. Anything you want to throw in before we let you go? Definitely, guys. Appreciate you having me, Ben, Justin. Um, always fun being on here. Uh, a little shorter time turnaround next time. Uh, don't mind late nights. I'm usually up till midnight anyways, grinding away watching watching games. So, yeah, hit me up anytime. But, Ben, best of luck with that baby. And, Justin, go Appreciate get it. it.
go get a state title here. Appreciate it, man. See you, boys. See you. So Ben, before uh, before we got started, he was talking about what we're about to talk about. Um, he's needing the Warriors to come back and win to finish a parlay that he had going. Um, it's a good thing we didn't parlay Grizzlies wins uh, no. going into this week as they had an 0-4 week since the last recording. Yeah, and unfortunately I had the Warriors plus one and a half, and they did not complete that comeback. Oh, man. But speaking of Kelly Oubre, I had over 16 and a half points for him, and he got that in the first half, so that was easy money. He had 18, I think, in the first half, so he definitely he's been he's been filling it up lately. But yeah, the Grizzlies 0 and 4. Uh, I said they were going to be 3 and 1 this past week, and they had two games in which they should have closed out, and they couldn't. Uh, the Pelicans, and then tonight against uh, Toronto. Uh, overall, in the season, they are. 500 against the spread. They're 9-9-1 nine, nine and one after tonight's uh, – their underdog by three was plus three was the line on the Grizzlies tonight, and uh, they did not cover. Uh, They're 8-10-1 over and under, over under, and they take on – they got three games upcoming this week. Uh, Wednesday against Charlotte, Friday in L.A., and then Saturday against Sacramento. Um, what are you looking at just – Schedule wise, what what does it look like to you? Does it look like two and one week, one and two week? Just get a win. Man, be happy about it. I'm I'm terrified of a freaking zero and three week right now. Like, yeah, the way that our defense is just hemorrhaging points. Um, you know, Gordon Hayward's been an all star this year. Lamelo looks good. Um, Zeller's yeah, back. Been really good. Um, I can see us beating Charlotte. Um, but I could also see us losing that game. Um, yeah. I, you know, no one's going to count us in for the LA game, but that's going to be the one they freaking end up winning. Um, <laughs> Friday then, night in LA. Yeah. And then um, who'd you say on Saturday? Uh, Sacramento. Sacramento. You never know how we're going to play against the Kings either. Darren Fox has been out of his mind. Um, he's probably going to be a little bit more pissed off because of El- Elmino Hassan um, saying that, uh, John ja Morant is what De'Aaron Fox wants to be. Um, so, <laughs> thanks, probably, I mean. Yeah, he'll probably have a little chip on his shoulder uh, heading into that game. So, I could see 0-3, but I, I think I'm going to go 1-2, and two, and I'll take my one against Charlotte. That Friday night game is on ESPN, so Grizzlies in the spotlight. They better get their, <laughs> their stuff together. Like, I mean, that's – not the type of game that you want – well, you don't want to be going in on a, uh, a five-game losing streak trying to get a win against uh, the Lakers. Uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking one and two as well. I, I think they beat – they went on the road against Sacramento. But, I mean, I just think that's it's pretty much a crapshoot no matter what when it comes down to it. And um, I even wish I could have some of the stuff back uh, that I said on the Locked On podcast. I, don't, I, I definitely – under 50% of winning the division. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh. i told you i was like maybe i'm just a prisoner of the moment type person you know and that's exactly what it was they looked so good coming back from the covid break and maybe it was just like we wanted basketball so bad and they actually looked so good that we thought that they were uh maybe better than actually they actually are and i actually have to say some of the stuff is uh taylor jenkins a few of his lineup choices Uh, In the last game, I think he left Dylan Brooks in a little too much in the fourth quarter. 
And then the, the lineup that started the fourth quarter against Toronto, I think that was – they left – he left them in a little too long. It wasn't really anybody that can get their own basket. Most of the guys on the court, they rely on somebody, mainly Ja, trying to get to the rim, and they rely on that and get the ball kicked out to them. But we really didn't have that on the floor. And I think that on the Toronto over, uh, they went on a big run, a lot of turnovers, all that stuff. So hopefully he figures that out. Who knows? But uh, back to uh, the, the betting. Wednesday, Charlotte. Charlotte's 13-10-1 spread. Uh, though away, they're 7-4 and four against the spread, and then 7-4 over under on the road. So Charlotte's a pretty good bet when they're on the road. Against uh, against the spread and on the over, and but, we're not that great at home. So, no, the Grizzlies are uh, two and seven over under at home. Jeez. So they go under a lot at uh, at home. Um, I guess it would be three and seven after tonight. Uh, they went over today. Um, Friday against the Lakers. The Lakers are twelve and twelve against the spread. Four and six against the spread at home, and then six and four over under at home. Then on Sunday, they are at Sacramento. Sacramento overall 13 and 10 against the spread. Six and seven at home uh, against the spread. Nine and four over under uh, at home. Grizzlies are five, three, and one over under away. So both teams there, if you're looking at the over, that's the one thing that I can say probably this week is probably bet the over on the over under against Sacramento on Sunday. Yeah, I think I would take the under on the Grizzlies side of the Lakers game. I don't know if I'd go under for the whole game, but I think the Lakers defense is so good that there's a good chance that the Grizzlies will be under whatever they throw out there on that. Um, other than that, man, I don't know if there's much of a sure bet um, for Memphis this week. Um, Especially with the way they're playing. It's like you can't really get a good grasp on what they're going to come out and do. Yeah. And that's the toughest thing when you're, when you're betting on the team that you root for, betting with your, your brain and not your heart. I know. I know. So you're like, man, you're looking at it, and you're like, I don't know. But then you're like, yeah, I can see them doing it. I can yeah. see them doing that. I can see them covering this. Yeah, yeah I can see money down, you're like, Oh, I knew, I, shouldn't, I knew better. Yeah, they're good enough to sweep the Lakers in the first round. Like, come on, I'll, I'll put money on that. <laughs> I can talk myself. I mean, what, what is it, plus 800? I can – I'll throw five bucks on, get me 40 bucks. It's not a big deal. Like, yeah, I can see him doing it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, Ben, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, again, having our, our betting stuff ready to go. Um, congratulations to you on holding down third place by yourself in the fantasy league. Um, shout out to Jesse Sinquini for being – uh, I think seven and zero is what we're at now. Seven and zero, and I'm, I'm right there in six and one. So uh, Jesse, and then me, and then you, right there in the top of the league. I'm facing Jesse this week, so I got to take him down. Speaking of trades, I haven't seen any <laughs> trades in my inbox lately for John Morant. Is it because he's been struggling a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. You might have been able to get a deal by oh, low. Yeah, that's what I need to do. I need to buy low. I'll sell high on Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah, he dropped. He had a ninety-seven point fantasy night the other night. Man, these—that's incredible. Like some of these guys just putting up big numbers like that. It's just like you can't overcome that when you're playing against somebody else on that that end. 
Just... Oh, no. All right. Well, Ben, we got our first game of the district tournament tomorrow against a team that we beat 70 to 25. So, uh, we're, we're, we're fighting for a championship on Friday night is our hopes. We got to win Thursday, uh, against a team that we split on this season. And then, uh, uh, next Monday, hopefully we can record next Sunday because next Monday will be the first round of the state playoffs. So, um, hopefully the Grizzlies do what they did this week and prove us wrong. And they, uh, do the opposite of what we predict and they yes. go at least two and one. Um, but if not, it's not our fault. No, no, it's not. Definitely not our fault. We're just making picks here. <laughs> All right, uh, Ben. Well, good luck. A, also, uh, good luck to your uh, in your this in your uh, in your games upcoming. I appreciate it, and uh, good luck to you getting some sleep this week. <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think you have a better chance of succeeding than me. Uh, yeah, I think so. He slept through the night last night. We had to wake him up. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, it was nice. All right, Uh, until next week, this has been another episode of the 3 and D pod.